I believe that we find ourselves in an interesting generation. We find ourselves in an interesting time where people are much concerned about other things rather than the Word of God. And we, I always try to make it um, practical and also understandable to you as a believer that in the last days there would be interest in other things other than God. The Bible says that in the last days the love of many shall wax cold. So many people's love for God would begin to decrease. It would begin to lower. It would begin to go so down. But one thing I know is that it says that they that know they are God, they shall be strong and they will do exploits. So as we find ourselves in an interesting time or an interesting generation where people have got their attention on other things rather than God, those of us who would dedicate our times to be much more concerned and interested in the things of God, what would happen is that God will show himself on our behalf. He's going to be strong on our lives. He's going to manifest himself so strong in our lives. Amen. So it, it may sound very um, archaic, but let me tell you something. God is real and his presence is real. His influence in the life of us as believers is so real. Hallelujah. So never take any time you spend for the sake of God for granted. As a matter of fact, any time you spend for God is an investment and he will pay you back. Hallelujah. God will reward you for the time you spend. Even if you are able to share a link to someone and that link blesses somebody, that is an investment you have made and God is going to honor that investment. Hallelujah. So please don't think that you are wasting your time. Don't think that, you know, you have other things to do rather than, you know, concentrating on these things. I believe that spiritual things are not sensible to the normal thinking of man, the carnal mind of man. But then I know God in due season will reward you for whatever time you invest in him in the name of Jesus. So don't be discouraged, okay? You may look around you, you wouldn't find people who are much more interested in God. Don't let that discourage you. Listen, be interested in God. God is real. He pays for people. He pays everything that you will do for the sake of Christ. He is going to pay you for that. Please help you understand. So don't let anything distract you. Sometimes, let me tell you something. Focusing on God is something that is very difficult. You can have your phone. To read your Bible is even difficult than to go on Instagram. To read your Bible is so difficult than to go on Facebook. To read your Bible is so difficult than to go on TikTok. Why is that supposed to be so? Because if you come into Christ, you said that you are now a believer. You said that your life is now exchanged with that of Christ. And so why don't we get so interested in the things of God? Why don't we get so interested about God about his things about the Bible you know about what God tells us to we are not interested it's because the carnal flesh of man our in, inner desires are not God and it's not our fault because we were connected to him and we got disconnected so our disconnection from God is seen in our interest in life as we find ourselves so we, we can spend hours scrolling through funny videos we can spend hours scrolling through you know interesting things to us but as long as they are not in relation to god we are okay but the moment these things begin to shift to god you know we get a bit some ways like oh i don't have time i'll read the bible later i don't have time i watch it later but you can watch videos that are not necessary and this should even make you know that you need to make a conscious effort to be interested in god else that wouldn't come normally okay you wouldn't have that 
normal interest in God by default. No, that needs to be cultivated. Okay, so I want to encourage somebody. I want to encourage you so much and thank you that you always tune in to you know watch these services because it is a conscious effort it doesn't happen by default okay it doesn't happen by default and i believe that god is carving something in your heart he's carving something in your spirit and time is going to prove it so don't be discouraged okay don't let anything discourage you from paying attention to the word of god don't let anything discourage you from investing your time in god because it is an investment and God is a faithful rewarder. He will reward you. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that he says, Behold, I come quickly with my reward with me to give unto every man according as his words shall be. So whatever works you are producing, God is, Jesus is coming. God is coming. And he is bringing rewards for those things that you are doing for his sake. And I believe that spending time to listen to his word, spending time to share the link with other people, spending time to invite people to hear God's word and grow in their faith is an investment. And Jesus will pay you for that. Hallelujah. That is why we need to take these meetings serious. Okay, don't let anything discourage you. And don't think it happens by default. Don't think you would be interested to watch the service naturally no you need to decide that i am going to watch it no matter what happens no matter the technical issues that happens no matter whatever i am going to make a conscious effort to listen to the message to the end because sometimes do we listen to it and we leave to do other things listen the same way you pay attention when you go to work because you are going to be paid you are paying attention so attention is a transaction happening that is going to be turned into a revenue which is money you need to understand that same attention you are paying to the word of God. God is going to reward you back. Okay? And that reward that he's going to give you is actually going to be greater than what money can give you. Please, I hope you understand. So, I want to thank you so much for your patience. And I believe that God would bless you and reward you in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say a big amen for that. So, please share the link if you are watching. Share on your Facebook page, share on your WhatsApp page. I believe today by the Holy Spirit, everything is going to go smoothly and we are going to grow in our knowledge and understanding of God's word. In the name of Jesus, somebody say a big amen. So, shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. We thank you by your spirit we are going to grow in our knowledge and understanding of you. We thank you that by your spirit everything that is not consistent with Christ in our lives will be removed and Christ will grow much stronger in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, precious Holy Spirit, bring your understanding to us. Cause us to understand whatever is taught. Let this understanding even affect our lives. May we not be hearers of the word, deceiving ourselves by doers of the word, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your guidance and protection in our lives. We love you, Jesus. We love you, precious Spirit of God. Lead us through. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. I believe today is a blessed day. And as we always do, we are going to spend time in God's word. This service is known as God's Word Service or God's Word Teaching Service because it is directed by what God has said. It is directed by God's intention, His will, His preferences for humanity. 
Hallelujah. So we don't come to preach about anybody. We don't come to talk about the ideologies of man. We come to talk about the very ideologies of God that govern his people. Hallelujah. And as we engage with these principles, our growth in God will begin to maximize. Our growth in God will begin to rise so strong and we'll become firm in the faith. Hallelujah. So that nothing can move us. Let's read Ephesians chapter 4. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4, quickly before we look at today what the Lord would have us to look at. Ephesians chapter 4, from verse number, from verse 11, okay? So from verse 11 to verse 14, I want to show you something the Bible reveals unto us. It says that he gave some pastors, prophets, teachers, and evangelists, and some pastors for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He says, so we all come in the unity of the faith there is a purpose to to these meetings and i always want to emphasize on that we don't come to share god's word because it's the fashion of the day okay we come to share god's word with a genuine intention that you will be perfected you will be transformed you will be refined your life will begin to be an a wonder and a miracle to many people he says that your life will be perfected so that you can fulfill whatever will or purpose god has for you in your life and your destiny please i hope someone is following and he's saying that that we we all come unto the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the son of god there is a purpose to why we meet every day he says that we begin to grow in our knowledge of the son of god how much of the son of god do you know as a believer and so these meetings are so key and crucial for your lives because we begin to grow in our knowledge of the son of god you see so the more of the son of god who is jesus christ you know he says that you begin to become a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ now because you know jesus christ you begin to live like he has lived you begin to work like he has worked jesus came onto this life and he was a wonder and a miracle check history there are many things written about him even not in christianity in other religions they acknowledge that he was sent from god even though some do not acknowledge he's the son of god but listen jesus had proofs in his life so if we as christians begin to understand him we begin to grow in our knowledge and understanding of jesus what happens is that we begin to do the things he did we begin to become a wonder and a miracle unto men Many people so sometimes people will sit behind and wonder why how does your life begin to go this way and the secret is that your knowledge and the growth you are having in Christ is making a massive impact please I hope you are following and there are many times where sometimes God what God God what God, I love you Jesus what God does is that he tries to make sure that there are many things he doesn't reveal unto us Okay, there are many things that happen in the realm of the spirit. He doesn't reveal them unto us because sometimes we don't have the strength, the capacity to even hold on to whatever has been happening. So, for example, when you begin to pray, to you, you have you have engaged in an exercise of faith. But what happens in the realm of the spirit? There are mighty shakings, there are mighty battles that God fights on your behalf. But because you don't see it, it may appear that it's not happening, but that is never true. So as the word of God comes to you like this, you may think, oh, I'm just listening to someone talking to me about God. But what is happening is that your spirit is being revived. The Bible says that be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How can you renew your mind as a believer? You can renew your mind when you come in contact with the genuine word of God that brings transformation. 
Hallelujah. So he says, unto the knowledge of the Son of God, unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. God expects us to be like Jesus Christ. God expects us to be a miracle and a wonder like Jesus Christ. God expects us to seek our generation like Jesus Christ. But how would that happen? That will come by a systematic influx of God's word that brings transformation. So, if you don't pay attention to the word of God that can bring a transformation, you wouldn't encounter that massive impact that God wants to bring into your lives. Please, I hope you get it. So, these meetings are not just any ordinary meetings. They are meetings God has orchestrated to bring a change, to bring a definite metamorphosis, a definite consistent changes in our lives that will lead to our glory, that will lead to we being an example unto many people, that many will look unto us and say, glory be unto your the god that you serve the bible says that let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven how can this light shine this light can only shine when we encounter the truth when we encounter god's word what he intends for us please help we are getting it and in verse 14 which i want us to look at which is so beautiful he says that we henceforth be no more children you see, God expects us to grow. That's why we are referred to as a child of God. But God expects that when you are born again, you must grow in your knowledge and understanding of the truth, which is Jesus Christ. And so he says that so that we be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried away by every wind of doctrine. So if somebody is a child in God, what happens is that anything can sweep them. They, they, anything in life can watch them because they can be tossed to and fro like a wind. So they are like chaff. Anytime the wind blows, so when a generation is going into destruction, they fall part of, they fall prey to some of these winds because they don't have the word that keeps them grounded in the faith. They don't have the level of understanding that can make their lives be different from the rest of the world. So if there is an economic crisis raining and blowing so much, it can affect them because they don't have that stability. And this stability can come by your encounter with the one God has sent to bring you a word that will bring a transformation. Hallelujah. So he says that we be no more tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So the Bible is making us to understand that there are many things that are lying there to deceive us as Christians. There are many things that want to sway your life away from God. There are many things that look so appealing than even God himself. That is why he wants us to know his word. So the more of God we you know the more of god you encounter it helps you to be able to make right decisions because your decisions are not just based by the wind blowing but then your decisions are based by your based on your understanding of jesus your understanding of the truth and this truth is what will make you free hallelujah in the book of galatians chapter 4 verse 1 i want to show you another beautiful scripture over there so as christians i want to always stress and emphasize on the fact that we need to engage with God's word. Spend time listening to God's word. Spend time learning God's word. That is what can bring a transformation. Physically, it may not look appealing. Physically, it may appear to be just a funny thing. But what will be happening in the spirit is that there will be a change. There will be a shift. There will be mighty moves of God. That is beyond our wildest imaginations. Hallelujah. Now, listen. This is really important to you as a Christian. This is the manual by which you can survive in the coming years, in the coming days, in the coming troubles of this world. The world is not getting any better. 
the challenges are going to increase. But what will make the difference? The difference can only be made in our encounter with the truth, our knowledge, our growth in our understanding with God. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. Look at something very beautiful. He says, Now I say that the heir, now when the Bible makes reference to an heir, an heir, an heir is someone who is destined to be a successor of a throne. Okay, so the same way, for example, in the UK, Prince Charles is now the king, succeeding the queen. He is an heir because he has a direct, you know, um, a direct connection with the throne. That if the one on the throne is no more, that person begins to take charge. So he's saying that that person, so the person who is next in line to rule, he says that as long as he is a child, don't forget the scripture we read before. He says that we be no more tossed to and fro by any slight uh, any wind of doctrine or the slight craftiness of man now he's making us understand that you are a believer god has beautiful things for your life he wants your life to be a wonder and a miracle to many but he says as long as you are a child as long as you don't grow in your knowledge and your understanding of jesus as long as you don't grow in your interest in the things of god what is happening he says you are you you differed nothing from a servant though he be lord of all wow so he's saying that a child who is destined to be king he is no different from a servant and that word servant actually means slave so it's not just a servant in the kingdom but then he's making reference to slaves to the kingdom so as long as you are a christian what you need to understand that as long as you are a child as long as you are not growing in your understanding and love for jesus what is happening is that you are no different from a slave and who does a slave signify a slave is someone who is under oppression someone who is under bondage someone who doesn't have the liberty to live to the fullness of their lives and so even though you are a child of god even though god has given you christ if you don't grow in your knowledge and understanding and your interest in the things of God, what will happen that you and an unbeliever, you and someone who is under bondage, you and someone who is under the influence of the devil, there is no difference. Why, why is that so? Why is it that there is no difference between you? He says, as long as you remain a child. So when you are born again as a Christian, as a believer, listen, you are not different. The demons that were after your family, the demons that were after your life, they will still be after your life. The difference is that you need to grow. So it is not enough to be referred to as a child of God. You need to grow and become responsible in Christ. The same way, compare a child to an adult. We have to feed a child. When a child is hungry, the child begins to cry. When the child is, there is no food, the child that looks so helpless. And many Christians are helpless. But God has made available the systems, the institutions that can cause your life to be a wonder and a miracle to many people. But as long as you remain a child, who is a child? You can't take a child to a university to do some courses because they've not grown to a point where they have a certain level of understanding. And so if you're a Christian and you've not grown to a point where you have a certain level of understanding and knowledge of Jesus Christ, what will happen is that there is a little you can do. And so many people are under depression, under anxiety, under many demonic attacks. You will have a dream and a scorpion or a mosquito is carrying machet after you. You will have a dream and a bird is coming with, uh, let's say, a cobra with wings. You would see weird things. And the difference is because you have not grown. You are still a child. And so you are so vulnerable. But I have a news for you. 
God has in place systems, institutions that can transform your life, that can make you grow so much that now when the demons come, you will catch them and beat them. Hallelujah. So anytime you feel helpless, anytime you feel there is not much you can do, what is actually happening is that your knowledge and understanding of God's word is low and you need to decide that you are going to grow. The moment you grow, things will begin to change for you. Hallelujah. Now look at verse 2. I would like to read other versions, okay? He says, I'm reading the Amplified Version, uh, Galatians 4.1. He says, now when I mean, what I mean is that as long as the inheritor, who is an heir, is a child and underage, he does not differ from a slave, you see? Now he mentions there a slave. He didn't even say servant, a slave, someone under bondage. Why, why, why would an heir be under bondage? He says, although he is the master of all the estates. Can you imagine? God has wonderful things for you, but you are still a slave. So you don't even have access to the things that are even your own. Why is that the case? Because you are still a child. Look at the next verse. He says, but under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Look, God, that, why would God say that? But under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. God now begin to put you in subjection to tutors and governors. Who are tutors and governors? Connect the scripture to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. He gave some pastors, prophet teachers for the perfecting of the saints. That tutors and governors, the purpose God give you pastors, teachers and who are apostles, all these great men is because they need to begin to make you aware. They need to begin to teach you to know. So it's very unfortunate and it's so sad and I hate to be a bearer of such a bad news that many Christians are in churches, they find themselves in families or Christian families and they depend on the people God has given them to teach them. So it's like going to the university and expecting your lecturer to do your work for you and mark it for you to pass you. So many Christians, even though they are being, they've been born again for a long time, they are still children. Why? Because they themselves don't have any understanding about Jesus. They don't have any understanding about certain realities in the kingdom. So they cannot take charge of their lives. They still remain slaves. They still remain bound to many things. But I see your life to be different. I see as you pay attention to the word of God, God's word will begin to transform your life. It will begin to make you much more exposed to the things you need for your growth in Christ in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah he says he is given to tutors and governors until the time that is appointed of the father so God has a time God is waiting for you to grow so most of the time we think that God delays in his dealings God is delaying so much why has God not done this why has God not done this I also have a question for you why have you not done this why have you not done that? Because the Bible says that this child will be given to tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So God is waiting for you to grow to a certain point before he can give you a certain level of prosperity, before he can give you a certain level of rulership. Because listen, the truth is that anybody on top, okay, anybody, the, the, fact, the fact of the matter is that anybody you see in a high position is sustained by something. Listen, everybody is sustained by something. And in our kingdom, there are rules of engagement. 
So if God, you expect God to make you, let's say, a millionaire, you expect God to make you head of an institution or something, your knowledge and your spiritual growth is so important to God because that position, there are many attacks that come there. And if you are not matured, you can't stand. So many people rush to positions and they crumble. They rush to positions and they fall. And the reason is because they were not strong enough. So God loves you so much to give you as a prey to the enemy. So he expects you to begin to grow. He expects you to begin to excel in your knowledge, in your understanding, in your interests. Note that your interest in God. Because listen, read history. Read it. The Bible is actually an a combination and a compilation of many people the life of many people you will realize that many people got to a point and they couldn't stay the reason is because their level of encounter their level of interest in god began to go low and as we find ourselves in the last days where the bible has made it clear unto us that the love of many shall was cold we need to pay attention to this reality that we need more of god we need more of an understanding because a time will come you would have to rely on your level of knowledge, your level of experience with God that can keep you at whatever God has ordained or wherever God has ordained you to be. Please, I hope you are getting it. So it's so vital, it's so key for us as believers to understand that God is also waiting for you. If you are waiting on God for something, God is also waiting on you. Why is he waiting on you? He says that until the time appointed of the Father. So God is waiting for the time you become mature. God is waiting for the time you become an educated person in the things of God that you know that we wrestle not with flesh and blood against principalities and wickedness in the world. Please, I hope you are getting it. So, as Christians, listen, there's so much God has in store for us. But how ready are we? It doesn't work as we think because sometimes many people think that, well, I'm expecting God to do this for me. So, God, do it. God, do it. But they fail to understand that you also have a part to play. God is also expecting you to come to a certain level of understanding, a certain level of faith. Else, you will be like the others that are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Hallelujah. So God needs you the same way you need him. He needs you to grow. He needs you to come to a point to know that indeed, he is, he is the one that carries whatever it takes to give you to succeed. So that when he begins to take you to a place, he begins to move you up the ladder of your destiny. You wouldn't forget him. Please, I hope you get it. You wouldn't ignore God. Hallelujah. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 quickly. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Now, for the sake of um, our understanding, let's start from verse number 10. Okay, let's start from verse 10. For the sake of our understanding. Now, he says, finally, my brethren. So, we are reading from verse number 10. Um, we are reading downwards anyway. I don't know where we went, but yeah, let's start from verse number 10. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Let's read. He says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Listen, anytime you are reading the scriptures and as you begin to become a studious 
believer in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As you begin to grow in your interest in the things of God and in your understanding of the things of God, what would happen is that you begin to notice some key aspects when you are reading the word of faith. When the Bible begins to say finally, it's like you are you are giving a speech or let's say um, someone is giving a speech and he begins to say finally in our essay writing in our you know for example if you find yourself in the field of academics and you are writing an essay they'll tell you that you need to write introduction body and conclusion and normally you need to have some um, prefaces for some of these things so for example you would say in conclusion that means that you're going to summarize everything okay so finally is trying to make us aware that whatever he has said he is now encapsulating them for us briefly please i hope you are following so finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might when would the man of god tell us that we need to be strong in the lord and in the power of his might listen if you are not strong in the lord and in the power of his might you will be like the children that are in bondage you'll be like someone who is powerless someone who doesn't serve a powerful god the reason is because you are not doing your part as a believer hallelujah so he says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and you be strong in the lord and in the power of his might let's read again the next verse he says put on the whole armor of god that he may be able to stand wait the bible says that to him that standard take heed lest you fall so as a believer you need to understand that god has brought you to a place but you have a responsibility to remain there please i hope you are getting it so we need to put something on now if he say put on the whole amount of god that means that you have a part to play you have a part to play and we find ourselves in a generation where many christians are lazy listen it is not easy to serve god do you think it was easy for jesus to die it wasn't easy so you need to understand that even for us that that has been credited to us there is a part we have to play and what is the part we have to play there are demands there are requirements nobody applies for a job with a beautiful face and gets the job no you need to do something you need to even put in an application so the same way we understand that you can't get into certain quarters even in this world by sheer just going there there are some requirements it's the same way most of the time when a vacancy is um opened there are some uh, um, basic requirements so these requirements if you don't meet them the possibility of you being employed is very low so as a christian he's trying to make us understand that there is a part we have to play put on the whole armor of god so there is such a thing known as the whole armor of god that he may be able to stand so do you want to stand in your journey and if you've listened to the previous messages that back to the basic you understand that there is a life we have to keep this eternal life god has given us we need to keep it so the man of god is trying to make us understand that we have to stand and to be able to stand you need to put something on which is referred to as the whole armor of god 
He says that he may be able to stand the wiles of the devil. So that means that the devil has strategies. He has schemes. He has many approaches that he uses. And if you are not careful, you will find yourself in any of those streams. Sometimes one or two or even all of them. Because you have not put something on. You are not aware. You are not growing. You are not building a genuine interest in the things of God. Look at the next verse. He says, For we wrestle. Wait. We wrestle. So he's making us understand that the moment you accepted Jesus Christ, you were invited into a battle. Whether you are aware, whether you are not aware, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, the battle is on. You have no control over this battle. So you thought you were escaping from a distraction. You thought you were escaping, running into a beautiful place. But what's happening is that you are actually being introduced into a battle you have no idea of. But then, he has shown you how you can win this battle. He says, put on. So, you see, I want you to have this understanding and I want you to have this mentality and perception that there is a part you need to play as a believer. And you that nobody can do it for you except yourself. So, you have to brace yourself up and be ready to take on the whole armor of God. Now, look, he says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So the first thing he makes us aware is that there is a battle we are in. And this battle, it is not for the eyes to see. It is not a battle we see or we can see with our normal eyes. It is not a battle that is normal. It is not a battle you can see or you can just see happening. It is something happening beyond your eyes. He says beyond flesh and blood. We are not wrestling with it's like, you know, you're not battling like you would see physical battle or maybe you see war between countries. No, this battle is a battle happening. Even though it, everything may appear calm physically, but something is happening spiritually. So when you come into Christ, you need to understand that you are part of a battle. And you have been invited to be a part of the battle. And whilst other people are not aware, God has made it so clear to us that there is a part we have to play. Don't be part of the lazy Christians. Whose love for God is always going down because they don't have any interest in God. But they think that it works like that. It doesn't work like that. There is a demand of your faith. The same way when you are going to school, you are expected to learn. Your lecturer can't learn for you. The same way you are supposed to do your assignment, your assessment, because before you can pass your models, is the same way a lot is required of us as Christians. So whilst you pay attention to any other thing, you need to also pay attention to it. There is a lot required of me, but there are many people, unfortunately, do not know what is required of them as believers. But thank God you know. At least today you've come to understand one of them, to put on the whole armor of God. And it's making you aware that we wrestle not with flesh or blood. But then he begins to make mention of some of the things we are wrestling against. He says, against principalities, against powers. Can you imagine as a young child you are born again you are a new baby in christ you just a child that is born in a land there is war whilst physically in such situations the child will look so helpless spiritually or in our faith as believers there are schemes god has placed readily available that can make you grow and understand and know how to win in this battle he says we are fighting against principalities so, in the first place, the principalities are forces, spiritual beings that rule over territories. So, these powers 
are so powerful that you can't see them with your eyes, but they have a genuine interest to destroy your life. He says that against powers. No wonder. Jesus told the disciples, listen, don't do anything. Go and wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Because he says, when the Spirit comes, ye shall receive power. So, why would Jesus even tell his disciples that wait until you receive power from on high? You receive power from the Holy Spirit. Because this battle we are in, we are fighting power. So, it takes power to overcome power. But how many Christians know the powers available in Christ? That they need to get, they need to have access to. And they already have access to, they don't know how to access these powers. And so they become prey to many powers. I was having a conversation with someone and I said that, listen, when you see something happen to a believer, someone who is a Christian, don't be too quick to have a talk about it. Because sometimes you don't know. You don't know how this person dealt with God. You don't know. And as a matter of fact, most of the time we become we become God's mouthpiece. But don't forget, the Bible says that every word we speak, we are going to be judged. So sometimes it's very the moment you see something happen to someone, the best you can do is to pray that God should help the person. Because sometimes you don't even know the relationship that person had with God, even though the person claimed to be a believer. You don't know the person's relationship with God. You don't know maybe the person required it or the person asked for it. You don't know much. That's why most of the time, Jesus, in his encounter with people, would always make reference to you. You. He will make reference to them. You can only help people if you can help yourself. So I'm challenging somebody this evening. Develop a genuine interest in the things of God. Because we are in a state and we are in a situation where things don't work as we expect. Things work as we inspect. We need to know. We need to come to a certain level of understanding and knowledge about God. We need to grow in our knowledge of God. When you encounter a challenge, my knowledge of God won't save you. It is your knowledge of God that will save you. It says that we wrestle against powers, principality, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The Bible says that darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Now, the darkness and the gross darkness that will cover the earth and the people, they, this be, these powers are... We are actually going to be fighting with the rulers of those darkness. So there are rulers of those darkness that is going to cover the world. And if you are a child of God, he says we are not from the world. We are not of the world. We are from the world that is to come. And so you need to understand that we are in a battle. In this battle, we need to engage the right armories, the right accessories that will cause us to triumph. Hallelujah. The Bible says that light shineth in darkness and darkness comprehended it not. How many lights do you have? That when darkness comes, darkness can't come close to you because you are full of light. He says the entrance of thy word giveth light. The entrance of thy word. So your encounter with the word of God is actually having light. The light that can make you overcome darkness. He says that we are dealing with rulers of the darkness of this world he says against spiritual wickedness in high places there are spiritual wickedness sometimes you hear some stories and you are so saddened someone is there something happens and the person's life is gone why the world is full of wickedness we will call it a disaster but listen there are things happening behind the scenes and as a believer what you need to understand is that you need to grow 
you need to come to a point to understand that you're already in a battle and your knowledge and your understanding of God is really key to win this battle. He says, put on the whole armor of God. Verse 13, he says, you need, therefore, take unto you. Now he begins to repeat it again. Wherefore, take, he has made you aware. He has made you come to a point to understand that there is a battle happening and this battle, if you don't grow in your knowledge of God, if you don't grow, something is going to happen. What will happen is that you wouldn't be able to stand. He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that he may be able to stand against the evil day. Having done all to stand, and he begins to mention some of these things. He says, stand therefore, having your loins, get about with truth. Don't forget, who is Jesus Christ? We looked at Jesus is truth. So there is a teaching on truth. You can access that and he says that get yourself about with truth it's like you are an as an um, a military man and you're going for war and you don't have belt what will happen you have to be pulling your trousers while fighting in a battle how can you win the battle so you need the truth of god's word he says that the entrance of thy word given like he says sanctify them by thy word thy word is truth and he says ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free so he makes us aware that our encounter with the truth is what will bring liberation. So many believers don't have belts on their armor trousers. So they are so busy pulling up their trousers while battle is happening. What would happen? You wouldn't be able to stand. You wouldn't be able to overcome the enemy. You wouldn't be able to defeat the enemy because you don't have the required armory, the required demands for the battle. And he says, having your breastplate on having on your breastplate of righteousness so there is a breastplate of righteousness we need to have a breastplate of righteousness what is righteousness being in right standing with god now you need to understand we will have a teaching on righteousness but a little i will give is that you have been made righteous you are righteous not by what you do or what you did you are righteous because you have come to accept what jesus did so as jesus is righteous he has made you righteous but you need to understand that what jesus has made you you need to keep it so jesus has made you righteous therefore you need to live according to his ways and how would you know the ways of the lord if you are not having genuine interest in his word because his words in his words are the ways that he guides us with hallelujah and he says and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace this is one thing that many believers don't engage in listen as a believer the bible says that we have received a ministry of reconciliation let me give you an example sometimes even in our fields so for example if you say you you are in a job and they want people they can say that if you can recommend people for this job you are going to receive this if you bring in maybe three people into this business and you'll be receiving this amount of money so sometimes you would see well if you can refer people refer five people to this maybe your bank will ask you refer people and earn this amount of money your job will ask you refer people and earn this amount of money it is in that same vein that the scripture you can understand it he says having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace so as a believer the moment you come to accept jesus christ he says he has given us he has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation 
what is the ministry of reconciliation he has given unto us a ministry to also ensure that other people come into life you also have to ensure that other people come unto the salvation knowledge of jesus christ and how would you do it there are many multi-million ways you can do it sometimes even sharing the link alone is actually engaging in this type of ministry so there are many believers they never profess jesus christ they never do anything in relation to jesus christ or helping other people to come to know of the truth but why are we so selfish because you have come to know this truth why won't you want other people to be saved god jesus brought you this word listen we encountered the bible by other people resulting their lives why is it that you don't want to also help other people to know the truth sometimes the best you can do is what you have to do sharing it on your social media page inviting people sometimes you may not be able to preach as perhaps i would preach or ask but you can also share with other people in that way your feet you are actually preparing your boots so there are many believers they don't have boots so snakes scorpions can just pinch on their feet because their feet is not short with the preparation of the gospel of peace so i invite you to be a sharer of the good news be a sharer that jesus came to die and he died for everybody and so everybody have the opportunity to accept jesus christ when jesus came on earth what did he do he raised 12 disciples and through these 12 disciples the gospel is all over the world do you think if these 12 disciples decided to enjoy their lives alone that was a fisherman he could have gone back to fishing to feed people then he decided to make his life a testimony he decided to also help other people the woman that jesus met at the well the moment she encountered jesus she went and ran and brought a whole city to jesus what are you doing to also help other people to know about god he says that when you begin to do those things what happens is that you have a boots on spiritually so nothing can affect your feet hallelujah i pray the holy spirit brings so much understanding to you now he says above all taking the shield of faith and within our series we'll be looking at faith in much depth but then you need to understand that you need a certain faith the bible says that without faith it's impossible to please god he says he that cometh to god must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him now he talks about faith and talk about diligently seeking god you can never build your faith without intentionally seeking god intentionally desiring god intentionally wanting to hear the word of god intentionally joining our meetings and listening to the word of god intentionally reading your bible you have to do it intentionally if you don't do it intentionally listen your faith is questionable without faith it's impossible to please god if you come to god you must believe he is and then he is a rewarder he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him I pray that this year you have a genuine diligent interest in seeking God. That you would always want more of God. Whilst you are busy with other things, God is part of the other things you are busy with. Hallelujah. Now he says, Your faith is what you can quench the fiery darts of the enemy. So there are arrows that the devil fires against us. How can we overcome it? He says, You need your faith. That is your shield. Now he says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god you see the word of god is a sword so if you have, you you begin to understand that now all these accessories for this battle they are not physical now faith righteousness salvation preparation of the gospel they are not things that are physically tangible 
but they are things that are spiritually tangible. And so when we engage in these spiritual things, that's why the Bible is no wonder the Bible says that to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. When you come to an understanding that we are in a battle and that this battle is spiritual, you will have life and peace because the devil can't take things out of your life. He can't take your peace. He can't take your life. He can't destroy things of your life because you are so aware of the spiritual things happening. Hallelujah. And he says that have take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. So there are tangible realities in the Bible you need to engage with. That's why we pray because all our prayers are influenced by the word of God. And the word of God is the sword. So in our prayer, we are actually engaging in battle, destroying what the enemy is trying to build against our lives, bringing down the opponent by the word of God. So we pray not just by praying because we love to pray. We pray with much understanding and light. We engage the sword of the spirit that has the power to defeat the enemy. So no matter the principality, no matter the powers, no matter the wicked spirit that come against you, you are engaging the rightful tools that can bring that transformation you require in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So God bless you so much. I would like to end here. But let me see our last scripture. It says in verse 18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So he says, pray and watch. What does it mean to pray? To pray means to communicate with God, to invite the influence of God in your life. And to, and to watch means that to be alert by knowledge and understanding. So the more of God's word you know, the more encounter of God you know, the more of God you seek would actually be a watchful guard for you that nothing can defeat you in your life as a believer. But I believe that God has spoken to somebody. I believe that your interest in God will begin to grow. I believe that your genuine love for God will begin to grow. I believe that you begin to understand that you need to take a genuine interest in the things of God because that will cause a transformation. That is how we are supposed to live our lives as Christians. May we not be lazy Christians. May we not be Christians that will expect people to do our prayer for us. That will expect people to read the Bible on our behalf. That will expect people to do things on our behalf. But we will take charge of our own responsibilities and fulfill them in our bit to grow and take our rightful place as heirs of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you so much for joining us today. I believe that God's word has come to you this evening. I believe that your interest in God will begin to grow. I believe that your interest and your love for God and that whatever God has ordained that you encounter, you would encounter and your life never be the same tonight i want to lead somebody somebody to jesus christ the bible says that there is a way that seemeth right but the end thereof is destruction i can't stress how much you need jesus christ if you don't you know that you don't have any relationship with jesus maybe you say you are a christian but you can't affirm that indeed there is this relationship you have with jesus today is the opportunity Jesus didn't die for himself. He died because of us. If it was only you that existed on earth, Jesus would have still come to die. Because your life is valuable. He says that if there are 100 sheep and one is lost, he will leave the 99 and look for the one. And when he finds the one, he will be so happy that his sheep was lost and he has found that sheep. I believe your life is so valuable to God. God created you to be a wonder. He created you to be a miracle. 
Listen, when a child is born, as a matter of fact, every life is as a result of one sperm out of millions of sperm that succeeded in fertilizing an egg. All the rest gets destroyed. I believe that you didn't come into the world just by mistake. You came for a purpose. And that is why you need God. Because He created you. He knows why He brought you into this world. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to lead you shortly. Just pray this prayer with me. In much understanding and in sincerity, say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you this evening. I believe you came to die. And you resurrected on the third day. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And I believe with all my heart that you have saved me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Beloved of God, thank you so much. If you pray this prayer, I can assure you by the authority of Scripture that you are born again. You are now in the fraternity of the selected, the fraternity of those who have availed themselves to be influenced by the power of God. And I can assure you that your life is going to be a wonder, but I would encourage you and admonish you that it doesn't happen by default. You need to take a genuine interest in your spiritual journey as a believer and God will make your life beautiful and many would see you as a great example in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh glory to Jesus. Dear one, we've come to an end of today's episode of God's Word. It was wonderful having you and we believe you have been blessed by the Word of God. Please follow us on our social media channels and groups with the name Dexterity Church for more depths and inspirations from God. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, Podcast, Telegram, TikTok, Instagram and Twitch all with the same name Dexterity Church to access our audio and video messages of God's Word. Have a blessed day and we hope to hear from you very soon. May the mercies and the grace and the power of God sustain you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.